Hi everybody, this is Spark My Muse. I'm Lisa DeLay, your host. And today is Soul School Lesson 191, How Joy Creates Strength. I'm going to look a little bit at this sort of mechanism that we don't always think of when it comes to understanding joy, having access to joy, and how joy makes us capable of endurance. I also want to let you know that June 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a book discussion live on Crowdcast. Everybody's invited and it's free to come. All you have to do is go to sparkmymuse.com to the scheduled events and click the link to sign up. It will also be available for replay. The book discussion on the wildland within, it's going to be a time where we're going to share passages, ask questions, and discuss amongst ourselves some of the topics in the book. I'm so excited to do this with you, and I hope you come out for that. In the events section on the website Spark My Muse, you will also find links to previously recorded events. Be sure to check those out. I know you'll really enjoy them. The last thing I want to mention is that at the end of May 2001, the gift pack for the Wildland Within book offer will be over. The gift pack includes a customized book plate signed by me to you that can go in the title page of your book, some bookmarks, and some other goodies. To get the gift pack, it's just $5 that covers my shipping. And as you become a supporter for $5 or more a month at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse, that's something I'll send straight to you. I really appreciate all the financial support that comes my way on Patreon and in donations. It makes this work possible. I've been doing this for six years, and I haven't skipped a week. Occasionally, there have been weeks with two episodes in it, and I'm really grateful to be with you every week like this. So if you ever wonder what you've missed on Spark My Muse, there's probably a lot that you've missed. You can always go to the archives at sparkmymuse.com and check around by searching under topics or people's names or just go through the archives. There's over 380 episodes. And that's made possible through the generosity of sponsors on Patreon and people donating gifts. So how does joy strengthen us? How does it create strength and how does it create endurance? When I was a little girl, there was a song that would go, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then you'd clap. And that verse comes from Nehemiah 8.10, where Nehemiah is saying to the people, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it got me to thinking about how does joy create strength in us? What is this mechanism or what is this trigger point? that makes that happen. There's another verse in Psalm 1611. The verse says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And in Psalm 28:7, it says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In God, my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to God. It seems to me that finding our joy in God for strength comes from understanding who we are and who we belong to. 
when we sense God's love for us and we sense God's joy in us, it gives us a sense of acceptance and love. We have access to a boundless understanding of our sacred worth. So what is the opposite of joy? I think in relationships, it can be a disconnection. A lot of times that happens in our interactions when people become objectified. It turns into what Martin Buber calls an I-it dialectic or relationship instead of an I-thou. Thou is the old-fashioned word for you in the singular, but we don't really say thou anymore. The I-thou relationship is one of mutual respect and dignity. A person is not thought of as a tool or an apparatus for something that we want. And an I-thou creates true connection and encourages in us self-giving love. When we relate to other people as it's, I-it dialectics, they become objects. They become utilities. They become means to get what we desire. And the same thing happens when we're objectified. This happens with tokenism. Perhaps an organization thinks, oh, is everyone here white? Maybe we should have a token black person or person of color. This way of thinking and relating is an I-it objectified relationship. People serving as tools for us so our aims can be met. This is how pornography works as well. Instead of people being loved and appreciated as equal humans, people serve as tools for sexual gratification. There's no real human connection and there's no mutuality. There's no real entry point for love. Allowing God's presence to be understood in us as I-thou creates joy that becomes our strength. Sometimes we enact I-thou relationships with our pets and fail to do it with humans. When a pet doesn't seem like an object, doesn't seem like a tool to scare away burglars or herd sheep, many people form very close bonds with their pets, not in an I-it relationship or dialectic, but in an I-thou. The pet is given dignity. People don't call themselves masters of their pets anymore. They call themselves pet parents. And this is a much more relational way of relating. It's a healthy thing. But do we ever stop to realize that sometimes we're giving our pets I-thou status, but giving other humans I-it status? What are your interactions like? The joy of the Lord seen in each one of us can be our strength as well. And so I encourage you to consider other people as thou's instead of its. Go over your life and see how you're relating to people. Do you treat your waiter or waitress or server as a person there to just meet your needs? Or do you see them as another human being who God loves? Do we see the marginalized folks, the refugees, the poor, the hungry, the oppressed groups of people in our country and also around the world as humans? Or do we sometimes see them as inconveniences or bothers, objects that get in our way? There is no joy in objectification. There is no lasting generative force there that can give us strength. When we have been treating people as objects in our lives, like we do our 
computers or devices and we just superimpose those same interactions on people, it sucks our joy. We get burnout. We don't feel as human because we aren't treating people as human. My encouragement is that you go about your day reflecting a little bit more on your interactions and how you see people in your life, whether it's your loved ones that you've taken for granted that you wind up objectifying and thinking of as tools to get what you want, or people who are opponents to us, politically or otherwise, and people who we don't know, the stranger. Do we really see people as God sees us, as humans with immense worth, lovable and needing love? As you sense the presence of God, you will sense the joy of the Lord as your strength. And that has everything to do with how we treat other people. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this little reflection. And I hope it might make some sort of impact for you or on those you love or those in your surroundings. And if you think this is helpful information, I ask that you would just share it on your social media, in your newsletters, or on a text so that we can get the word out. God loves us. God doesn't objectify us. God wants joy to be there for us and wants it to be our strength. May God bless you and let's connect next week.